What do you want? Screaming queens. Listen, I am two seconds away from calling the police. Screaming Queens Horror Podcast. What do you want? Screaming Queens Horror Podcast to your death. Something is trying to get inside my body, and you want to sleep with me. Better give me those shoes, they're mine. Give them back to me. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Rubs the lotion on its skin or else gets the hose again. What have you done to its eyes? I see no manhood between your legs. You're going to need death now. <laughs> the living dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Get away from her, you bitch. It was an asylum. And it was hell. 20 years of pure hell. The devil wins sometimes. What's that? Gods and monsters. Hello and welcome to Screaming Queens, the horror podcast with the Queer Eye View. My name is John Larkin. I'm Stephen Moore. I'm John Hawler. And uh, Martin Fennerty isn't joining us tonight. He's actually in the middle of being transferred to a higher security <laughs> mental institution called Glass Hill. Um, we come to you live from a mental institution because according to the movie we review tonight, podcasters can just go into mental institutions yeah, yeah. and interview serial killers. I don't know we could do that. Why aren't we doing that more often? So, we're, we're going to do a review tonight of a new film that is on everybody's lips. So, in 1978, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill collaborated on a film that was to change the pasty white face of horror forever. Inspired by elements of Jello and the urban myths of small town America, they put pen to paper and in two weeks they came up with The Babysitter Murders, a slow burn stalking slash horror that pitted a plucky teenage girl against evil on two legs. At the behest of their producer, they gave the project an autumnal overhaul and it became Halloween, the film that kick-started the slasher genre. Like any successful horror, a sequel was greenlit. Backstory was added, the body count was upped and the Halloween franchise was off and rolling. Across sequels and two remakes, serial killer Michael Myers became the stuff of horror legend. He was shot, blinded, blown up but always came back for more, with varying degrees of success. The death knell and the final insult came when he got into a kung fu fight with Buster Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> Impossibly the most insulting sequel ever made. And the Halloween movies were finally deemed too far gone for resurrection. See what it did? Yeah, yeah, that was good. That. <laughs> it was Halloween resurrection, you see. Say uh, but Michael Myers survived that humiliation and Rob Zombie because you can't keep a familiar and profitable slasher down. So 40 years later, Michael's back, but he's not alone. Original screen queen Jamie Lee Curtis is back too, armed with an arsenal of weapons hidden beneath her revolving kitchen island. There's plenty of fight left in this final girl, but was it worth the wait? Everyone in my family like turns into a nutcase this time of year. Yeah, I mean, your grandmother is Lori Strode. She was almost murdered. Wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No. It was not her brother. That's something that people made up. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? Who the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. Dad, look out! The bus crashed. Mom, what bus crashed? Michael escaped. Excuse me, somebody's in here. Hello? 
and I'm just going to jump in and say, yeah, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's been overhyped to death, mm. just like every other big horror movie that's come out this year. Um, it's been massive. Michael Myers is on the sides of buses. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. Mm, yeah. I, I like seeing Michael Myers on the sides of buses. I think that's cool. He's even got his own like little emoji thing on Twitter. Yeah. Like sure. a Michael Myers mask comes up when you type in Halloween. That's cool. Although it doesn't now, they've replaced it with a pumpkin because it's now Halloween the, the day, mm. not the film. Yeah. But yeah, I'll just throw it out there. So I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised. I, I, I don't know, I was kind of going in sceptical because I wanted to really enjoy it. And then I thought I was going to go in and it was just going to be absolute trash. And I don't think it's a perfect film. I think there's definitely a lot of flaws in there, but I think overall, I've enjoyed the experience and I'd watch it again. In fact, I've watched it twice already, you know. Probably go again. <laughs> I saw it twice. Yeah. But what? Mm, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, if I'm honest. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. It's the, st- the things that make the first Halloween so great, it kind of doesn't, it forgets about those. For, apart, apart from maybe 10 minutes of the film, it. it doesn't really do that. So we'll, what we'll do is, I thought we for the first like five ten minutes we'll we'll just do general spoiler free, so people can't yeah. without spoilers. But then we'll just jump right in and spoil yeah. the fun yeah. of this film. Um, got a spooky horn. Got a spooky horn. <laughs> spooky We've horn. all got the spooky horn tonight because it's almost Halloween. This is also one of our Halloween, our two Halloween special episodes. So also happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah, happy Halloween. I hope you're all enjoying your silver shamrock masks and your your heads haven't been eaten and. Your children haven't turned into insects, insects, <laughs> shit like that. Um, I, I hope they have. Well, I hope they have. Well, I hope they have. Um, I well, so I went when I went to see it. I I felt like um, first of all they upgraded me for free to the premier seat. So I was like, I've never sat in a premier seat at the Odeon before. The, what is the difference between premier and normal? Slightly comfier chair. Slightly bigger chair, and it's only ever good if um, if it's going to be packed out. But um, then what you actually just do is buy the seat one behind and then you pay the normal price but you book that seat. Right. But, but if it's an, um, one oh, where, you, see, yeah, where yeah. you just get um, put anywhere in the random then I always book a premier seat because I don't like sitting in the back right hand corner of the cinema. I see I do. I feel safer. No. I feel like I'm hidden away. I'm blind. I can't see anything. Right. I have to be as close as possible. They can put you in a position where you there's no there's no way that anyone could be in front of you. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've you've got an unrestricted view basically. Well, I had an unrestricted view, but I felt like I was too close to the screen, and I had for the most of the film I had a headache. Yeah, I um, don't mind. It, I mean. There's ones on the lower, I think, are too close. Yeah, you get ones just like upper tier, primary, yeah. and I think they're better because you're almost you're in like the exact centre of the cinema. Then, yeah, so yeah. you get the 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 sound, the sound works better. The sound was really good. Um, one of my one of my issues with the film is the way it's directed. There's loads of like really close up shots of people's faces. Mm. Everything is really a lot of it is really tight on people. Mm. And because it was moving so fast and I was so close to the screen, I, I was struggling to sort of keep up with it. And I feel like I'd overhyped myself so much that I was actually having like some sort of adrenaline come down throughout most of the film. Yeah. Um, so I was already watching it going, and I'm going to come back next week and see it again in, yeah. a, in, a, in another cinema and sit at the back and all that sort of stuff. Did you go to the Odeon twice or did you no, get I, the fact yeah, the I, went, I went to fact the second time because I had a free ticket. I can't believe you went to the Odeon in the first place. I don't mind, I'll go as long as it's quiet. So we went to like the lunchtime showing yeah, on the open it. day just because I thought there'd be no one there. I think I went the day after on the lunchtime show. Yeah. Um, the Odeon, the, but the audience were good. Like, 
in the audience, like people were, were quiet and respectful and were like screaming at the right bits and there were two girls sat behind us who got really, really stressed out at one point and I could say them going, Oh no no, oh no no. Um, I had two audiences, I had uh afternoon audience that was really quiet. They were a nice audience, I enjoyed them and then we had we went again but it was like eight o'clock at night. Right. Prime time audience, oh. and that was a bit annoying. How were they though? Did they enjoy it? Everyone seemed to enjoy it that were there. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of screaming and that, but then there was a lot of oh, people, like some girl shouting, Oh no, don't go down there. And I'm like, Oh, girl, I've seen a horror <laughs> film before. <laughs> like, of course they're going down there. What else did you think was going to fucking happen? <laughs> um, the, so, the premise of Halloween H4O is um, 40 years after <laughs> the original. Um, we're expected to believe that nothing from Halloween 2 onwards happened. So yeah, they're, it, just, they're just written off on these. Wipes them. the slate clean. And, you know, I don't really mind that. That's fine for me. That didn't really bother me that much. Um, so, what we're expected to believe is at the end of Halloween, the original, when Michael Myers disappears, then shortly thereafter that, he, he is apprehended by the police. And That's not really explained very well. <laughs> well, no. And he's put in um, a mental institution. And then, 40 years on, uh, Laurie Strode, the survivor of Halloween, has PTSD. She's a gun-toting grandma. Mm. Um, and Michael is a serial killer who is in a mental institution. And he's not like... He's not some presence of evil. He's not some yeah. supernatural monster. He's just a horrible person who murdered five people on Halloween night. Yeah. So we have that kind of realism. And there is realism in there, I thought. I was quite like surprised mm. at how... It felt like something you could sort of you could um, identify with. Yeah. In a way, like you it know, it goes back to being a bit more grounded, like the first one was. Yeah. And and for the most part, get rid of the the supernatural. Yeah. Nonsense. And I did quite enjoy that. Yeah. I did, I did like that. Um, especially getting rid of the backstory of being his sister and that, and then they do that, and they're quite fun for a while. And that's the cover it well, don't they? Yeah, and I think that's. It's a funny way of acknowledging it by just saying, oh, yeah, that was just made up. And then it did. It was a nice reset because, once again, you just don't, you don't need to know that much about no. your villain. You just need to know he's your villain. He's your villain. Not much time is spent in, like, explaining him or getting him out of prison, basically. He gets out. There's mm. Something happens. He gets out. If you've seen the trailer, you know he's getting transferred. The bus crashes. He gets off the bus mm. and he returns to Haddonfield to chop his way through. Um, the town and Jamie Lee has been waiting for him the whole time and she's like yeah he's escaped I can now kill him but she now has a daughter and granddaughter and they are in the final line as well so you're wondering if any if, if you know they're going to be in danger and then uh, it sort of quickly gets to three generations of the Strode girls taking on Michael Myers and it goes a bit girl power at the end mm. yeah um, and a lot of it, a lot of that I thought was successful. I thought he did a lot of that well. I was sort of in there with Laurie. I wanted it to, I wanted it to, um, you know. The last 15 minutes or so are the strongest of, like, the entire film. It is just, once it gets to that final slowdown, it's great. But that, the final 15 minutes is basically an invasion of the last 15 minutes from the original Halloween, isn't it? There's, there's yeah, even the, the cupboards, the cupboards and the coat hangers. Can I just ask? This isn't this isn't really a spoiler, but why? 
after 40 years, after that happened to you and that destroyed your life, why would you, would you, buy, have, why would you have the same ty- types of closets yeah, that I you have, had in, that really in, in Halloween? I was thinking that as well. I was like, why would you decorate your house like that? Yeah, yeah. Like, get a normal cupboard. And she has a creepy room full of mannequins as well, which every, which yeah, every yeah. massacre survivor needs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she shoots them, doesn't she? Yeah. Target, target practice and yeah. decorations for your spare bedroom. Yeah, call it hang your scarf somewhere, haven't you? <laughs> so for for me, it was mainly it was mainly a fun ride. I really enjoyed a lot of it. I thought there were bits of it that were a bit slow. Um, at the, near the beginning, I thought they sort of dawdled a bit too long on the wrong things. I thought they could. Yeah. Have, I'd rather have seen some of that time spent more with Laurie and the granddaughter because there, there was a there was the one there was a bit in it where so there are lots of references to the original Halloween order. And then a bit, there's a bit there where Alison, the granddaughter, is in English class and she's about, sitting in the corner, isn't she? Talking about fate, yeah. same as the first one. And she looks out the window like Laurie did, and she saw the shape stood there watching it. And now Alison looks out the window, and there's Laurie watching her. Yeah, it's quite lovingly done. I think. That was mm, quite I nice. think that was nice. That was the nicest. And it cuts to a really lovely scene of Laurie and Alison, and you can see their relationship that they're quite close. Laurie's like the embarrassing grandma who's like giving her all the wrong advice and she's like giving her like the money that she got to be interviewed by the podcasters and she's like there's $3,000 go to Mexico fuck what your parents want you to do and yeah. she's sort of the bad grandma that everybody sort of wants yeah. and that was nice so what I, what I wished was because uh, there was a lot of dawdling in that first half an hour I'd rather have, if they were going to do that they'd have spent more time developing them yeah. So yeah I'd like to have seen more of the family dynamic between the two of them it did total in general I thought one of the just, just one of the strongest things about the original Halloween is just how tight and compact it is it's Get such a great film yeah there's there's barely even a wasted shot in the original. Yeah. Whereas this has got whole subplots that just go nowhere and you're like, what's oh, the yeah. fuck? What's the point of this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I this agree. film could be 30 minutes shorter. Just get rid of this shit. I agree. What are we, what are yeah. we doing? Yeah. There is a lot that could be edited out to make a better film. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that. <laughs> so we'll get into that. Well, so um, basically, I think uh, it's a good, strong sort of 7 out of 10 solid slasher sequel that isn't, yeah. hasn't got... It's, it's not perfect. It's got... A bit of it's got a bit of uh, loose fat that needs to be chopped away. Yeah, um, and more of that time could have been spent giving us kills that were on screen as well. Yeah, I, did, I didn't really get the point of that. Um, but yeah, so I'd say like a seven out of ten solid slasher. Yeah. Stephen, what would you say? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a seven. Mm. It was really strong. It's what you want from a sequel, really. Mm. It's just fun, amped up a little bit. I've seen a lot of comparisons to H2O, and I don't think it is that. Yeah, I think it's a different film, and if you watch it as its own thing, I think it works really well, and I'm really happy with it. Yeah, I wouldn't compare it to each other. I think it's no. like I, was try- I spent the whole film trying not to compare it to Halloween One. Yeah, but I think with the, what they've done with by telling you to ignore everything else, and the just just follows on from the first Halloween. The the comparison's obvious. That's the only one you should. That's the only one you and want also, to compare it to, really. And also. Also, it's hard not to compare it when they they reference it. Yeah, so when they reference it so much, homage yeah. to it, which they do well and for the most part, I think. But yeah. you can't not compare it then. No. So what was it? if you gave it a score? It, I pro- you know what? I don't I don't hate it. It's not horrible. Yeah. But it's kind of, it's standard sequel fare nowadays. You know, it's got Blumhouse on it. Blumhouse is attached. It's, it's just loads of references to you know you know getting people's memories of of the original Halloween and yeah. why they liked it going playing so, on nostalgia yeah so I mean I'd give it probably a 5 out of 10 it's not terrible but it could be a lot better okay okay um, and um, I'm, I'm guessing from what Martin told me 
he would be somewhere between you and me and Stephen. Yeah. So, um, we'll get his thoughts on it next time he bothers to fucking turn up. <laughs> He's waited for this night. He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Get out! The wall! Get inside! in the boogeyman. He's here! Michael! You should. Can you close the closet door? On with the spoilers. Why didn't he kill the baby? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a scene in it um, where um, so my favourite so your favourite section is the last 15 minutes did you yeah. say my favourite section is the tracking shot where he oh, yeah, that's great. he turns that, that's up great. in Field and uh, we see Michael Myers um, that's the that's what? the best that feels like Halloween that 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 10 minute section feels like the only part of the film that's actually like Halloween for me and it basically is just copying Halloween 2. Yeah. It's a remake of that 10 minutes. It's a remake of Halloween 2's first 20 minutes mm-hmm. in a 10-minute tracking shot, which is fine because yeah. they do it really well. I did say afterwards to Ben, I, I said, I could have watched an hour of that. Yeah. If, yeah. I, if, I could, if he just walked around killing people yeah. in Haddonfield, that would have been, like, amazing. So there's this tracking shot, so, he bit, so uh, the kids are all playing trick-or-treat and two kids bump right into yeah. Michael, which yeah. like in Halloween, and Halloween 2 as well. So mm. it's referencing Halloween 2. One of the kids is walking around with a little a little uh, cowboy hat and a ghetto blaster on his shoulder, mm. and in Halloween 2, and it's an adult with a ghetto blaster, yeah. he bumps right into Michael Myers, so they reference that. Then Michael goes and walks into somebody's it's like garage, isn't garage it? picks up a hammer, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then goes into her back kitchen door and she's there in rollers and she's got a carving knife, which is the same as Halloween two. She's Mrs. Elrod in Halloween two. Mm. Uh another major nerd moment I had when I watched it the second time. You know the bit with the heat sensor light. Yeah. When she's when Allison's with the, the chubby weird boy who's coming mm. up to her. He says we're in Mr. Elrod's like backyard. I'm gonna pick that one over on the front So, sorry, back to the tracking shot. So, he then beats 
hurt to death with the hammer. Off screen though. But it's off screen. Yeah, yeah which was a bit. Mm. And also, it doesn't make sense when you see how her body lies because I don't understand how he got there yeah. and killed her while she was still just eating a sandwich. And the sounds of it, it sounds that the sound effect is like she's being thrown all around the room as well. And yeah. Let's get away. Either thrown around or like I was thinking the way she sat, he would have had to come up behind her. Yeah. And he comes out of straight. Mm. From like, so it doesn't actually make sense as yeah. an off-camera death either. Yeah. And then, so then after that, we follow him through the living room and there's a baby in a crib crying. Mm. And this is like a, a moment of sort of contention for a lot of fans of the of, of mm. Halloween, isn't it? Because he doesn't kill the baby. So yeah, we sort of... And they tease it because he stops. Yeah, he stops and you think it's going to happen and then it doesn't. But did you, did you think the second time you watched it, when he stops, it's much quicker than you thought? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I was more tense the first time. The first time you watch it, when you're tense watching it, you think he's he takes a moment to ponder, yeah. but he doesn't. He no, just, he, he just stops and then carries on straight yeah. away. So he doesn't even do that. And then he goes out the front door, and then then it goes to like the neighbour, doesn't it, who's like uh, on the phone to her friend, and she's like, oh, uh, you know, yeah, a battle lock at the door. And that, that for me was terrifying. Because mm. um, he, he appears in the background, doesn't he? You can see him through like the Venetian blinds. Yeah, yeah. You see through her like, front window out to her side window. Yeah. And, and yeah, you see the, sh- yeah, yeah. the shadow. But before that, the before that, you see the reflection of his mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. reflection of the mask and then the shadow on the wall. Yeah. That, that's, that's the best 10 minutes of the yeah, film. It's, it's yeah. brilliant. This was a good section. Um, and then, um, so she, so for me, that that really channels the original because it's all about how you feel like you're safe in your own home, but mm. you're not. And she's like, oh, I better lock the doors. But the fact is, it's Halloween night. It's, it's after dark and she stood there and her blinds are open. Her windows are wide open to the world. Mm. And she's so vulnerable and she doesn't realise it. And mm. he, he just sort of comes in the back door and stabs her through the back of the head. and comes Through the neck, yeah. Through and the neck, yeah. It's quite a brutal kill, actually. I quite enjoyed yeah. that one. So that, I'd say that was my, my favourite section. Um, also, there was a really, there was really um, subtle little moment in there which I thought was really creepy. And it's between him killing the woman. It's mm. between him hammering the lady to death and and killing the other girl with the knife. Oh, doesn't he? He he just drop. He just puts down the hammer and picks up the knife, doesn't he? Does that? Yeah. yeah. But between them, he he when he leaves one house to go to the other, he walks past this couple who are going to a Halloween party, yeah. and she's dressed as like a sexy nurse. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and the doctor. Yeah, and she stops at the car and looks at him, and it's a tiny, tiny moment. But she just looks at him and, and you can see the actress, the, the, the way the character's doing it. She's looking at him and it's like, you're a bit freaky, I don't like you. But then yeah. nothing happens, she just gets in the car and they drive off. And that's when he turns right and goes into the other woman's. And I just thought it was really realistic of how you can see someone you're really freaked out by, mm. but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get murdered. Especially at Halloween. It's just really weird, like one of those moments and you don't realise how vulnerable you are because somebody... That guy who stood in front of you with the mask on, who you think is a bit weird, but then you go to the party anyway, he's actually a serial killer who's murdering your neighbours. Mm. It's that kind of weird, creepy, sort mm. of real life. And if you thing. think about it, ooh, I just got shivers thinking about it. Um, like, if she wakes up the next day and reads the newspaper exactly. and sees that picture, like, how fucking freaked out would you be? <laughs> she would be like, oh my god, he was stood right in front of me. Mm. Yeah, I saw him, like, ooh. That is quite creepy. It's, yeah. Now you've made me overthink it and I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, not to you. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'd say that was sort of my, that was my favourite section of the film. Um, I was really shocked at the beginning. Like, I know we're annoyed that he didn't kill the baby because 
masochists. Mm. But I was still super shocked that when the bus crashes, that young boy that goes out looking for him and accidentally shoots the doctor, and then he gets back into the car. Yeah. Like, for safety, he's hiding because he doesn't know where his dad's gone. And his name is Lumpy. What's his name? Lumpy. I did not see that. Hear that? <laughs> yeah. And then he, t- Michael appears from behind him and smashes his head into the glass numerous but times. Even that is not referencing Halloween one, where yeah. someone goes gets in the car in the garage and he's in the back seat. It's referencing him um, killing Kill him. Um, Annie. Yeah. 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 Which uh, yeah, but I just thought it was quite shocking to see a kid that young get such a brutal death. Well, that's it. It's like the first the first real death in the film that we see is a ten year old boy, isn't it? So that's kind of setting you up, and you think, oh, maybe the rules are different now, and maybe mm-hmm. I'm going to see something more shocking. Yeah. Which is why the baby moment is more tense because you think, well, he actually he, might. We don't know what could happen. That's the moment. But I was like, I like, genuinely oh, no. did get shocked by that scene. I was yeah. like, oh my god, I completely actually done it. Like, if you're gonna kill a kid, it tends to be off screen yeah. if you do it at all, and you definitely don't show something that violent. Yeah. So that did shock me, and I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. I was like, smash his head in. So we can get spoilery on the plot now, can't we? So two two podcasters. <laughs> Just like us, they go to a investigative journalists. <laughs> yeah, investigative journalists want to want to do a piece on Michael Myers and the effects of um, what he did forty years ago. They go to interview Michael, but he wants to speak to them. Um, so they think, and then next up, they go to find Laurie Strode and pay mm. her like three thousand dollars to be able to speak to her. Mm-hmm. And they kind of fuck it up, don't they? Because they start being quite um, trashy and trying to find out all about her life and. Mm. In some lovely exposition for us, so we know what's been going on for forty yeah. years. They reveal that you know she's been married twice, and um, both marriages failed. But she she uh, had a daughter who's had a daughter as well, and her daughter was taken off her when she was twelve. Yeah, it didn't need to be expositioned in such a stupid way though. Yeah, because it's explained in the story anyway. Yeah, like later on when they have to find a meal and that yeah. that would have explained it. Yeah. You don't need an exposition in this way. Yeah, I don't mind that so much, but I, I, know, I know what you mean. Michael, I've got some people who'd like to meet you. Hello, Michael. My name is Aaron Corey. I've been following your case for years and still know very little about you. I'd like to know more about that night, about those involved. Do you ever think about them, Michael? Feel guilt about their fate? I borrowed something from a friend at the Attorney General's office, Michael. You feel it, don't you, Michael? Feel the marks. Say something, Michael. Say something, Michael. Say something! So what did we think of the opening in the in the mental institution when he goes to visit Michael? I liked it. I liked the um, the build up of things, but then I was also tense because I was like just spent this entire section thinking, Don't you fucking dare <laughs> you turn around and show his face. Yeah, I'm glad that I didn't. was like so tense about that. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't show his face. No, I yeah. did actually quite like just the way Michael's just stood there and just looking in the other direction. He's not mm. even, he doesn't even care. That's that's quite good, that's effective. 
Yeah, yeah. I was a bit underwhelmed by it because mm-hmm. I, I thought it, I, I really wanted the opening scene to be like a kill or yeah. something a bit more. You need something. You've waited forty years for this. You need something a bit stronger. I felt like that. I felt like that was a was a slightly disappointing. And then you cut to the credits, which is like a homage to the original, which is it's the pump. It's the nice. pumpkin in reverse, isn't it? It's yeah, going. It's like rotten and a yeah, popping back up. It's like pumpkin coming back to life. It's like Halloween is coming back to life. Isn't mm-hmm. it? That, that's what it is. And they even do the whole sort of Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie. They do the same sort of typeface and everything yeah. the same, which I quite liked. But then they cut straight to like, so that didn't work. So now we're going to go and see Laurie Strode. And it just felt a bit linear. It mm. felt like it was a bit like, it was sort of going through the motions rather than sort of jumping around. I didn't think the, the plot in general was, wasn't very good. I didn't think it was a bit... It was quite simple, which I yeah. didn't really mind. But I, mean, I just, you obviously just wanted to get from this scene to that scene to yeah. establish the facts of what's happened but they didn't have any other way of doing it except for writing in these two characters but I'm glad that once they served the purpose yeah. they were gone they were dispatched quite quickly yeah which was nice so at then. least he didn't like linger around like a bad smell and come back later yeah. there's a few things that are done like that though where it's just well we'll get, probably get to it later but the, the whole twist is just a joke it's like yeah, it's, twist is, it's like it, it is literally just a reason to get one character to the right place at the right time I think universally yeah. it's been like the twist has been seen as the weakest part yeah. of the film by far it's like it's pretty fucking awful um, so the journalists podcasters whatever they are they um, they aren't really getting anywhere and then um, Michael basically is to be transferred from one institution mm. to another isn't he and his doctor is with him who's the new Loomis who Jamie Lee yeah. refers to as the new Loomis which yeah. <laughs> I yeah. is quite funny and his name's Dr. Sartine and he's like a bit weird and yeah. he, um, he's going to go with him on the bus and then we find out that the bus has crashed you probably could have done away with the podcast you probably could have just add him getting on the bus or you know the start of the film is, is a bus crash you know yeah. Michael Myers the point he doesn't need an explanation he, that's, yeah. that was the point of him he's just yeah. he just is yeah. Yeah. so yeah. You, d- you didn't need all this bullshit yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true and then the only bit that would have come in handy is if he'd spoken to Laurie and got that story mm. but like I said that's still explained elsewhere so you could have just cut out those characters completely yeah, yeah. and it wouldn't have made a difference yeah but I like the way they die, so I'm fine. I like the way they die, but I would have appreciated a bit more. I would have liked to have seen some of the other deaths around them. Yeah, because yeah, he kills like three people in the garage yeah. first, and then you don't see any in the background, don't you? Yeah, he's like punching them to death or whatever in the background. Yeah. So before we get to that, we, we, meet, we have Laurie, and then we meet her daughter and granddaughter, don't we? So it's Karen, played by Judy Greer. Yeah. And uh, Alison, played by Andy Matichak. I think that's how you pronounce the name. And they've got like a normal sort of middle class family, haven't they? Mm. The dad's got peanut butter on his penis. Penis, which is a really clunky line. Well, I don't understand why. Yeah, yeah. He just, he's just like a cringy, cringy yeah. dad character. Yeah. That was so clunky. It was all a bit weird. A lot and he especially dialogue. makes the weed reference. Coyote. Oh, yeah. He said he used to smoke it with the boyfriend's dad. Yeah, and you know who the boyfriend's dad is? The boyfriend's dad, they refer to as Lonnie. And, and Lonnie is the name of the bully in Halloween who chips the kids up and who and who's thrown who's stood outside Mahamaya's house yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's what he said I used, to, I used to go into the woods with him and smoke yeah, yeah. so it's him it's his son yeah. or grandson is going out with Laurie's yeah. granddaughter which I thought was quite sweet so we meet Laurie's granddaughter Alison and then she's off to school with her mates Vicky and is it Dave the boy 
I think so. Do you ever see him again? I, I don't. I, yeah. He's just. He gets killed. Gets killed. Yeah. Is that is that like the um, the nerdy guy? Yeah. No, I thought two get killed. Oh, I didn't. His know. death is off screen as well. I didn't. Didn't you even. Find, you see him. He's the one who's dating the babysitter. Yeah, and he's pinned to the wall. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't recognise him. He looks yeah. different when yeah. he comes back. Yeah. yeah. The thing, that my, one of my issues with the cast, because ca- I think the cast are alright, doesn't it? Yeah. I, don't, I don't think any of them are bad. I think the teenagers think, I think, I think out of all the teenagers, Vicky, the babysitter, is the more interesting girl. She's really good. And she's like in two scenes and dies. Yeah. Uh, I think all the boys are weird with long hair. Weird looking with long hair. I wonder why they all look the same. Mm. Although one of them is than the others. Hmm? I think that's nowadays, isn't it? That's what teens look like. These are just like mix it up a little bit. It's like one of ginger or black. Yeah, yeah. All got cat wigs. Yeah, and everyone's white <laughs> as well. Apart yeah. from the, the sheriff who they don't need at all, who shouldn't even be in it. Oh, he turns out with a cowboy hat, doesn't he? Completely pointless character. Yeah. Um. So, but but still, we have a nice scene, don't we, with the three of them, where it's so it's Alison, Vicky, and I think it's Dave uh, walking to school in the way that Laurie. Yeah. Which was nice. Linda and Annie walked home from school. And they're talking, so we get a bit more exposition, don't we, where she's like, you know, wasn't Michael Myers your mum's brother? Yeah. I do like um, when he starts inappropriately saying, oh, it's like you only kill like five people, people. it's not like a big deal. Like, you know, by these days, it's nothing. (laughs) And it's like, that's completely inappropriate, but then also, hmm. It's sort of true. (laughs) Yeah, especially when you look at not even just real life, but like horror films now. Yeah. Like, that is stupidly low kill counts. Yeah. That's a slow day in Chicago. <laughs> it really yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. But we got a bit of exposition about Michael Myers and the relationship between Laurie and the, the and the family. The fact that the family have sort of cast Laurie aside because she's just an embarrassment and PTSD and a drink problem. She basically turned into Sarah Connor from Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I've seen a lot of complaints about that, but I, I did quite enjoy it, actually. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought you played it well as well. Yeah, I quite like the fact that Dave then um, puts a firecracker inside a pumpkin and okay. explodes it. I yeah. thought that was quite... quite I don't know, I, for me, it does a little bit of a disservice to her character. The fact that, she, you know, that this has haunted her for 40 years and she wasn't able to move on from it. I know, obviously, people... People, people go through trauma like that can't move on, but it diminishes her character. I mean, she's not this strong person that survived. She's... Worries about it, you know. Well, she's it, a wreck. It's ruined her life for forty well, she years. She says I'm a basket case, doesn't yeah. she? To, to, to the uh, so it doesn't, it, it, you know, it yeah diminishes her character somewhat. I think I'm not sure it does. I, yeah. think, I, I think it makes her character so. quite interesting, and I, th- yeah. I think it's it's I think it's quite cool because it shows a, a female character who is completely fucked up, and it's like this is how she turns out. Mm. This is what PTSD does to someone. Um, and she's fucked up and yet she still manages to prevail and, and I think we've seen the character go the other way before and like just be strong so why not give us something a little bit different why not show someone who's struggled and because people really say not like she's like Sarah Connor mm. and she sort of is on the outside doesn't she but she's she's actually really messed up and she's really vulnerable at the same time and I think I think that's quite for me that was quite an interesting mm. element of the character the boogeyman all this hiding, all this preparation, it was for nothing. I mean, it took priority over your family. It cost you your family. If the way I raised your mother means that she hates me, but that she's prepared for the horrors of this world, then I can live with that. Say goodbye to Michael and get over it. 
So that's quite a nice scene, but then... I the character I didn't like of the main three women was the mum, to be honest. I found the mum a bit annoying. See, I like Judy Greer, but... I like her. But she's more of... She's a comic. She's a comic Com- actor, but yeah. I, I can't think of anything that I've seen in where she's not funny. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, given the dad, all the comedic joke, all the comedic lines was to kind of take the attention away. So, you're supposed to forget that Judy Greer is a comic actor right. and, and just... Yeah. And just take it seriously. Yeah. But, but it doesn't... Because I just kept thinking... Oh. I like her, but I like her in comedy films. I don't think I've ever seen her in another film. 18 going on 30. No. She's in Jurassic World as well? No. She's in Arrested Development? No. She's one of the main characters in Arrested Development. She's good. She's actually really good. I thought she was good in this, but I felt like that whole element, that whole sort of element of Laurie's life, even though there are really nice scenes, I love the dinner scene where she turns up late and she's drunk and she gets told to go outside. Um... I think the scenes are nice, but I, th- I felt like um, that was the one part of it. I thought I thought there could have been more of that. Yeah, that that in terms of the family together, that is the best scene of them together. And like, it's really what, what's really it's really good that you got those scenes, and then that last fifteen minutes, the three generations coming together to fight them mm. is really strong. However, that would have been much more powerful if they weren't apart for about an hour. Yeah. It's like a whole fucking hour where where Laurie isn't in the same room as, as Alison or Karen, and then suddenly they're thrown back together at the yeah. end. I, I think I imagine it looks a bit like the third act had a bit of a rewrite close to the end. Yeah, because it seems, <laughs> as you say, it just it doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah, it's just the loads of great bits in the film that don't really hang together in, yeah. in the best way for me. I think I like her as her acting in that role but I just think that the character itself is just a bit one dimensional it was, it was like all of it was was that I don't you get a like my of... mum because my mum treats me bad but that was yeah. it like don't... there was nothing else there then you get a couple of like flashbacks a few black and white flashbacks and that, that's kind of yeah. it they're trying to tell a story in like a few seconds and it's like yeah. yeah and there was no like change where she forgive her mum or anything it oh. was just like she just then used the stuff that her mum would give her it was like, why don't you swap out those pointless scenes in the in the school mm. oh, God. between the younger characters? I know that the I know they put those scenes in there to appeal to a younger audience, but you know what? A younger audience were coming to see this film anyway to see a sixty odd year old woman. They're not yeah. bothered. They, they they should have swapped out all of those pointless high school prom yeah um, scenes that don't go anywhere. No. Yeah. Um, and replace them with A, more deaths on screen and B, more of the strodes together yeah. you know, that would have been my thing um, but anyway, so Michael, so then the bus the, the bus crash happens sounds like a disorder, oh I've got the strodes strodes better get some cream for that <laughs> um, there's a bus crash we don't see it on screen yeah. See, I, I spoke to you about this didn't I yeah. for me, I would have liked the twist to be if Laurie caused the bus crash yeah. Because you wanted to kill Michael. So it's her fault. And I was expecting that, that because yeah, that, that happens when she runs away from the restaurant and gets yeah. kicked out of the and restaurant. Seen so she's stalking the bus. So well. she is out. She is outside. Yeah. And I was thinking that would have been a great twist if she caused it because I she wanted to kill him. I wonder if it was. Maybe it was supposed Maybe to be. Maybe it was at one point, but then in the end, let's face it. No, but you just say, don't you? Later on, the doctor says, are we just overpowered? That's you, what I mean, but you, I wonder if, like, in an earlier draft. Yeah. It might have been. Wait, does the doctor say that? The doctor says Michael overpowered him and, and killed the bus driver. Okay, but so in reality, then it's going to be the final twist that, that we all hate. 
which should have been the reason. Yeah, it was the ease that he'd actually set him free on purpose. Well, that's why we don't see the bus crash on screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that because you've changed it, haven't you? The second time I watched it, I thought, oh, that's why we didn't see the bus crash because it was giving away the twist. Yeah. Because the doctor yeah. was behind the bus crash, so I can't see yeah. why they did that. Yeah. Because of that really crap twist. But that would have been a better twist than what the, t- the yeah, fucking twist nice. we got. Too nice, was it? Yeah, yeah I would have preferred it. Um, so, but that, again, and that would have added to her character. It's but it's it, such a big chance to take, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, from my, from a writer's POV and from a fan's POV, I can completely see what you you, you mean, and that's exactly how I would have done it. Yeah. But I, but no, it makes her unlikable. People, yeah. we want people to be, be rooting for Laurie the whole time. But that's the thing. I, you even said it before. They were referencing where Laurie's looking out the window and sees the shape in the original. Yeah, a granddaughter looks out the window and sees her. So the 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 plane with Michael Laurie. Mm-hmm. The same. So why and not just do that then? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's that line where she says, "I've spent years waiting for them to escape," and the the sheriff guy goes, "Like, why did you ever do that?" And she went, "So I can kill him." Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's like even like some of the dialogue. Like, Prince the water yeah. as well so maybe it definitely is in a the crazy job. doctor is it? is it it's either the crazy doctor or the male podcaster says um, something about they exist for each other mm. he, he, he's the thing that's kept him going is the fact that his victim is still there and the fact that the only thing that's kept her going is the fact that her killer is still there yeah. so they are the, the, there's that parallel between the two of them that they could have really played on yeah, yeah. Which as you say it probably would have been too, too just I say it's a as much as people like Blumhouse, it's fairly safe, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, it's they want to spoon feed them a mainstream cinema audience. Yeah, they don't want to it, take any chance that you're going to hate them. Well, that's it. it. I mean, people have to. It is main. It is still mainstream cinema yeah. at the end of the day. You know, yeah. which which the original Halloween arguably wasn't. It, well, it was indie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was indie. So bus crash and then Lumpy, the boy who we who might be a bit queer. Oh yeah, yeah, because he's a um, dancer. He's a dancer. He doesn't want to yeah. get hunting with his dad. Which I appreciated more than um, the second time yeah. I watched it. Isn't that like a Simpson joke? Isn't it like made, a Simpson joke? Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't want to go hunting with his dad. He wants to go to dance class. Yeah. And then dance class really matters to him right now. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was cute though. It was great. It was, really, it was a nice little touch to the script. Um, and then his dad's like, stay in the car, Lumpy, <laughs> and gets out to go and investigate the crash and all the. So, another nice reference to the original, isn't it? Like, all of the loons are wandering around in white gowns in yeah. the road. Why not take her out of the car though and left his kid? And then why the kid got out? I know. Mm-hmm. It's a it is. Movie, isn't it? But they are idiots, you're right. <laughs> um, and then, first big jump of the film for me was when he goes to help the, uh, the <laughs> ranger, who jumps up and grabs him and says, yeah. run! That made me jump out of my skin. But he doesn't run. He doesn't run. <laughs> He um, shoots the doctor. He shoots the doctor. He shoots the doctor. Doctor really didn't think that very through very well, did he? Just popping out. No. Um, but he is crazy. Yeah, true. Um, and then yeah, so then Michael kills Lumpy, ten-year-old boy, crushed against the window, which is quite shocking. Mm. Um, and then so then we move quite quickly on, don't we, to the sort of next kills where the um, it, he goes then to it's the podcasters in the garage. In the garage. garage. Which for me was like a real copy of Halloween Four. Mm. There's a whole section of Halloween Four in a garage, where he kills the step everyone there, and then steals gets overalls, is it? Steals the overalls and steals like a pickup truck mm. um, type thing. So lots of it was really similar to Halloween Four for me. And it's really convenient though, isn't it, that he manages to find them at the petrol station, it's a small town, and <laughs> manages to remember that it's them, even though. Did they ever actually even look at them? Yeah. I don't think it I matters. Does that, 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 that. That's the mask. Yeah. 
But let's face it, when he puts it on the match, that's a really satisfying that's scene. That's brilliant. That's scary. Yeah. yeah. Scary. Really, really good. Scary. And the bit when he kills that in the um, in the in the toilet is it's like when he drop, reference, isn't it? When he just drops the mm-hmm. teeth. Just dropping the teeth. Teeth over the door is great. It's great, yeah. 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 And that's a, this is a really brutal kind of two deaths back to back because like you see him smash that man around. He uses his I head like to this, open like, the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really like fucking brutal. Yeah. Like he is literally there is blood everywhere and he's just smashed them out and then he just strangles that girl out. Which was a bit Halloween one to me. He breaks um, quite a few necks, doesn't he, in this film? There's like quite a few like little yeah. moments where he crushes. Yeah, but that reminds me of like where he stabs the lads into the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just see it from like the feet. Yeah. So we head back to Haddonfield in time for Halloween. We have that great track and shot moment that we were talking about before. Uh, another reference, um, the kids doing yeah, trick or treat. Yeah, kids. That was, that was my favourite bit of the film, I thought. This is, this is the Halloween three masks. Yeah. yeah. Silver Shamrock. This was a kid, there's a kid dressed as a witch. Yeah. With, with, and they've all got the three masks on. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, and they're singing um, Black Cats and Goblins, which is the nursery rhyme from Halloween, when, when Halloween opens. Singing the same mm-hmm. nursery rhyme, which I thought was really nice. Um, we have all those, we have those sorts of deaths, and then at the same time, we have the pointless kind of subplot of Alison at the prom. Yeah. Dance thing with See, her. because it doesn't even add into it. I think if anything, it's just gonna it's just gonna make the film date. It's just gonna date the film terribly. Literally, the only thing that it adds is the fact that he throws her. That's it. Like, it's just a, there it's are just many many ways she could have yeah, it. That's it, isn't it? That, that's all. It literally is just yeah. to get rid of a phone. A yeah. Phone's in some. Fucking and he's an asshole. Moose is it? Gets dropped in a moose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if he's got it, but she doesn't even go and pick her up. I would have gone and picked her up and yeah. like you know. Yeah. some race overnight or whatever you do yeah. and the fact that they're dressed in he's dressed as Bonnie and she's dressed as Clyde you just know that the producer's like we need to do something really woke yeah <laughs> definitely yeah, yeah. as soon as they said it was a twist they later at the meal because they hinted that that was going to be the outfit I was like so they're doing different genders yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, and also if you're going to if you're going to have a boyfriend who's a bit of an arsehole why not then pay it off with him getting killed mm. why does he just disappear why does he get completely forgot about when he's he, completely, yeah, like he, he was never lungs there. in a different draft um, and then, um, so whilst that's happening, their friend Vicky is babysitting. Yeah. Young Julian, played by Jibrail Nantambu. Just a swirly, little swirly kids. He's the little boy who's clipping his nasty ass toenails. <laughs> and he seems to be everybody's favourite moment of the. I've heard some kickback about him because he didn't like the comedy. And oh, I like, didn't go, but for funny. me, I thought it was really are his, good. Are his parents the doctor and the nurse that we see leaving? Yeah, I think so. Ah, of course. Yeah, that's what I got. So he's got a sexy mum as well. Don't know why that's important, but... <laughs> <It> um, <is. laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah, I see. And uh, yeah, I, their interaction and them two on screen, I could have watched more of that. They, they were great. They were great. They were both really good together, like... The girl and the boy both yeah. played off each other quite well. Yeah. So Vicky's like babysitter and she's like, I've got ten other kids who I who I'm who I nanny for and I, they're all much better than you and Yeah. Um, he's got into the fact that she's coming over her boyfriend's coming over to get high. <laughs> yeah, for some Alakazam. Alak yeah, oh god, no, that was I was fucking cringing. I didn't really understand. Oh. I was like, Oh, why are they saying that? It just uh, Well you can't actually say that to the kid, can you? Mm. 
Yeah, I was, just, I was just cringing. I was just like, Ooh. yeah. Oh, I thought it was fine. It did the purpose. But Alakazam, I like the fact that he's so through it. Alakazam yeah. for weed. I've never heard of that before in my life. I think that's the the point. I think that's the joke. She's just thinking of like a nonsense word. To uh, say yeah, anything, realizing the kids won't get onto it, but then the kid gets onto it straight away. Yeah, because uh, the kid's not a moron. Oh, I didn't get that. Um, I just thought it was like a reference that I didn't get because I'm too old. No, I think I no, I think that's the point. It's, it's supposed right. to be, yeah, yeah, just a completely. So the kid is far too knowing for her, yeah. so she sends him off to bed. But that's it, the kid just sees right through it, doesn't yeah. it? She sends him off to bed, and then the boyfriend Dave comes around, um, lots of sheets are blowing in the wind. Oh, um, which I thought I thought was quite quite effective, but I wanted to see Michael. It, just, it annoyed me though because it, it is it's literally like remember South Park with the fucking member berries, and it was like remember this this is a reference yeah. to something you like, and right. it's like it doesn't yeah. make it good yeah. just by having that there doesn't make it good. Yeah. Do something good with this. Yeah. You can't just put it there and it'll be good. I wanted it to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that one and the cupboards at the end, them two feel just kind of crowbarred in, yeah. and they don't Absolutely. pay off. So I'm like. I don't need you. There's one the references that work really well that I really enjoy. Um, there's one later on that I think is brilliant, but I think the rest of it, yeah, those bits yeah. just cut them out or do something. Yeah. So then she's getting it on with the boyfriend, and then Julian is like, they had a bump, don't they? And then Julian's like, comes running downstairs. Oh, was it the, 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 was it the boogie man? The boogie man's was? upstairs. I think they missed a really good opportunity for a really creepy moment there because I feel like we should have seen him in bed. Mm. look up and Michael Myers is in the door I feel mm. like we should have seen him mm. although they did spoil this in the trailer not that bit I mean <laughs> like he says he was outside my bed yeah, 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 I would have liked to have seen him walking past like the landing because I feel like everybody's had that moment where they've slept with the door open mm. and they thought they saw someone mm. outside the door and they could have really played on that yeah uh, I feel like they, I feel like in a way they felt like they were being a bit cleverer by having things off screen mm. is it just me? I think that's what they were trying no. to do. I mean, it, it was a very cheap film, so maybe they were trying to save money. Yeah. I think it was like not even ten million. I don't think it cost. Yeah. So it was, that's cheap for a. Yeah. For a big, for the film to get that wise a release nowadays, that's none. Yeah. And then this death is spoiled. Yeah, this one's in the trailer, isn't it? In the trailer, mm. which is a shame because I think the character deserved a good death of her own, and she doesn't even really get it. Yeah. How much of it is shown on screen? And you don't really see much of it. It's she just, gets pulled back. Yeah. So the yeah. So this death is, show, is, is spoiled completely by the by the trailer. I mean, it was still quite creepy to it see him stood good. there in, in the in the doorway in the um, in the closet, but it wasn't. It, it lost all of its power. Yeah, because you know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And then the boyfriend Dave is killed off screen. Mm. Julie and the kid gets away. Because well, you don't you see you see him pick up the knife and then go to go upstairs. Yeah. And that's, that's it. it. And then next time you see him, he's stuck to the wall yeah. with a knife yeah. in there. Yeah. And his Halloween tattoo, which I really didn't get the point of. No. Yeah. So then Laurie and um, Officer Hawkins um, come to the house. Officer Hawkins, so Martin, uh, if it's, if Martin will fume. Um, he's not here to tell you this. We found a Madonna reference in Halloween. Ugh. The guy who plays Officer Hawkins is Will Patton, and he's in Desperately Seeking Susan. He has actually held a gun to Madonna's head, and he is Officer of he is Officer Hawkins in this film. Who everyone's even mistakes, even people on podcast to listen to it have mis- mis- mistaken for the sheriff. Mm. So why is he not just the sheriff? Why is the other guy with the with the cowboy hat in this film? Mm. He's meant to be the sheriff. He's not the sheriff. No, he's. Officer I guess the other guy was the sheriff. 
But I just thought there was two sheriffs yeah. in town. No, he's not a sheriff. Why is he not a sheriff? I know, especially because he was the original uh, responding officer. Like, if you're going to put that in, then I would, Isn't it wouldn't it make sense that he'd been promoted <laughs> over the last 40 years? It's, it's the classic lesson that you learn as a writer is that if you've got two characters, fulfilling the same role. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, we don't want one character. Yeah, isn't isn't like the sheriff's office different from the police? I think it is technically different, isn't it? Sheriff's like local yes. law enforcement, where police probably work on a state level. Really does not matter. No, I know what you mean. There's probably been Maybe somebody said that though. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so then, um, yeah. So Officer Hawkins turns up. He um, finds there's that moment where um, Vicky is covered in a sheet, like a reference to the first one. Okay, this one. Which was better in the trailer, I thought. It doesn't really scare me very much. When he oh, you knew what it was going to be. Yeah. I was just shocked it wasn't the boy. That that was what confused yeah. me. Yeah, or Michael. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Laurie sees Michael from outside in the next window. Mm-hmm. And I did think it was really creepy when Michael just walks past the bedroom door and doesn't even bother to kill Officer mm-hmm. Hawkins. And, mm-hmm. and he's shouting after Michael and he just walks away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was quite creepy. It's good because it gives you that there's no real motive to what he does. There's no rhyme or reason to who he kills or why he kills them. Yeah. So that that's you know when he's totally erratic, he could be anyone. So yeah. that that's good. Yeah. You know they they remember to do that at least. Yeah. <laughs> so then, Laurie's granddaughter Alison and the weird fat boy is Oscar. Is that his name? God, I hated the scene. Yeah, it was just there was no point to it. But I loved. But my, one of my favorite moments was in the scene yeah. on the soundtrack. Um, oh, to say, yeah, the soundtrack's amazing all the way through. <laughs> so I will cut. I, I will actually cut some moments from the soundtrack for this podcast because being a soundtrack yeah. nerd, this yeah. gave me a major soundtrack wide on. <laughs> um, so they go. So they do that thing where they're like, "I know, let's take this shortcut down the down the dark alleyway." Anyway. Creepy, creepy cemetery or whatever yeah. it is. So Oscar basically is getting her into like some uh, Mrs. El- Mr. Elrod's backyard <laughs> to try it on with her. Yeah, to tie her on with her, and she's like, "No, get away from me." Get away from me! You're ugly. <laughs> yes, yes, and um, he was a bit of an ass, though. I didn't like him. He was creepy. Like I was just like, "Why would you do that? Why yeah. would you think that was appropriate, even as a kid?" Exactly. And he, so they then end up in this backyard with the with the motion detector lights on, which is quite a good moment. Mm. Um, I thought it was really effective. It was. Yeah, no, I think okay. more so less than when they use it for the final jump scare when he comes out of that like that's okay because yeah obviously it was going to happen and I've seen it happen in loads of films mm. but the actual effect of it is just when he is it comes on for the first time and he's stood in the background yeah. like a shadow and then that's what I think of and I think of Michael Myers mm. so that to me was like ugh mm. boss yeah can I just say that IMDB is uh, Oscar and the Drew Shire who plays him is credited as being in Stranger Things as Sweaty Teen Boy he was not sweaty teen boy in this as well, wasn't he? Teen boy in this with chap lips. Uh, oh, yeah. <coughs> so yeah, I think he was just a sweaty teen boy, just in real life. <laughs> why, how... See, this is this is what's bizarre to me. She's just had a fight with the boyfriend who is by far a more attractive person to look at on screen and a slightly more interesting character because he's got... He's linked to Halloween. His dad is Lonnie from Halloween. Mm. Why does it not? Why is it not just they go home together and they're arguing yeah. and she leaves them? Yeah. Why? Maybe. Why fill another five minutes with a different argument? Cause yeah. It's probably a sequel on the way. That's why. Oh, he's in the sequel. Yeah, this fact, this sweaty kids can be fucked off. Right. But is this uh, this guy? Really he's the hero in Halloween two point two. 
Anyway. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. So, sweaty fat teen boy is murdered by by Michael, and then um, Alice, he screams for help. Alison comes back and finds him impaled on a, on a, on a um, fence, isn't fence it? thing. And then, so yeah, this is one of my favourite moments for the John Carpenter yeah, score. Yeah, Which has got like the whole sort of beat and everything. It's like a proper 80s style mm. soundtrack, which I will like, which I will play for you now. sort of chase down the street and it's a it's a sort of mirror of the moment in Halloween when Laurie goes knocking banging on all the neighbours yeah. help nobody comes out. But you know, they did it differently here. She gets help, somebody comes out and helps yeah. her in this version, which is fine. Um meanwhile Laurie's gone to Karen and said we need to go to my house in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere because it'll be safer there <laughs> as you do. Um and the writers were clearly like shit how do we get Alison mm. from here to there? So their answer was to come up with the worst twist. Oh, they could have just drove it. Like, it made perfect sense that she did go there because they'd already said it was more safe than the police station. Exactly. So just take her. Yeah. Don't do the stupid twist. Yeah. So the twist is... Well, no, well, the twist is... The plot... The twist is to get... They need a way to get Michael to them, Michael isn't there, it? yeah, yeah. But they could have. Yeah. That was just another day of workshops to come up with yeah. that idea. Do you know what I mean? Even like, you know what? He could have just stumbled across it for like it. I, would, yeah. I don't care how he gets there. He's going through the town. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so she. Um, and by the way, look, before we even get to that twist, what happens is that they're driving down the street and the doctor turns around and the police car and goes. Look, he could be anywhere around here, and then he's there like two seconds <laughs> yeah, later, yeah, yeah. just literally around the corner yeah. from when they said that, yeah. and then they run him over, and mm-hmm. it's like that yeah. was the stupidest yeah. line and execution ever. There was some quite crap dialogue in this film, and I feel yes. like the doctor had the lion's share of the crap dialogue. Yeah. I don't think he was very good anyway. No, so he, he's, he's no Donald Pleasant. Like. He's no Donald Pleasant. <laughs> so the twist here is that um, the doctor is a psychopath as well. Mm. He murders Officer Hawkins. And um, drags unconscious Michael. Somehow he drags that giant of a man mm. uh, into the back of the police car. So so Alison is now trapped in the back of the police car with unconscious, unmasked Michael. Because um, the doctor puts his mask on as well, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's even worse. Yeah. Like, don't, don't put do the mask that. on. Don't do that. And then we already spent like a weird fifteen minutes at the beginning, twenty minutes at the beginning, where they didn't show his face by blading him out yeah. and stuff, and like or like having walk behind something and it was very apparent that they were just making sure that we didn't see his face yeah so it was fine then but then when you do it again later yeah. on it's like why are you making this half for yourselves because yeah. this is just really obvious to me now that you're like oh no no don't look at that let's yeah. not look at this yeah. Hey. yeah 
You didn't need to take the mask off. So this was all a bit of a mess. So yeah, once like, once he puts the mask on, it should just stay on. Yeah. That's fine. So this sort of 10, 15 minutes is all a bit of a mess. It's a bad, it's a really bad, unneeded twist that would have lost most of the audience for that for that moment, I think. Yeah, it was a collective groan throughout the yeah. cinema. Mm-hmm. You didn't need this. It all had echoes of Halloween 6 as well. That thorn conspiracy, <laughs> crazy doctor, controller Michael thing. It mm-hmm. had all of that, which you've spent a long time trying to get away from. So there was all that. Um, but as we say, it was just a device to get Michael to Laurie's house. Um, this is what makes me think that the last of the final actors has a rewrite fairly, you know, fairly recently. Yeah, I think... Um, See, I think it's that bit that's been added in. I think that was just shoehorned in. Yeah. I think I think basically the twist is really bad. However, the follow-up is really good. So it's mm. sort of, that's why people gave it a second chance. Gave it a pass, yeah. They'll stick with it. Um, I might just start fast forward and through that section <laughs> yeah. and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, you might be able to get like a Blu-ray where you can cut that bit out. That might be quite good. Yeah, that'd be nice. The good version. Yeah. So we then so we get to Laurie's house and um, I like the two policemen outside. I hate oh, the two that, policemen that is, outside. That, I was I was like I was ready to walk out. I was that like, was, no, that I'm was always I'm worse done. than the twist. I'm done. Shut up! I enjoyed that fucking inane bullshit dialogue. It was like sub Tarantino conversation yeah. about fucking sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, I liked it. And he's got his like, he shows glasses. him his, his lunch and it's like a fucking brownie and you're just like. Oh, it's, it's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. It's trying to, but that again, that's a oh, oh, kids need some wacky dialogue or something. But the dialogue was shit. Yeah, it was terrible. And it was like you know, are meant to, to try this so much. You're meant to be speeding up and building the building yeah. the tension, and then you just throw it. I've seen him with two people you've never met before having a conversation. Then you don't see them die either. No, no, no. I did like the bit where they found the bodies down, mm. where Ray, Jamie Lee, um, Karen's husband, finds the bodies, and one basically one of them has got a knife in his head and the other one is holding the other one's head in with a torch <laughs> with a torch oh god his head yeah his up his like neck. a pumpkin yeah <laughs> glowing like a giant but head. I just thought that was very like artistic yeah. of Michael yeah. <laughs> right. no that was that. I don't know where he found the time yeah just like arts and crafts day yeah. at the uh, mental asylum and taught him some tricks yeah there's a great moment of gore, isn't there, though, where he oh, stomps yeah. on the doctor's head. That, that's, yeah. pop, that's probably the best kill, I think. Yeah, and it just splatters it's everywhere. Big, yeah, that's a, like a proper gory ACs. Yeah, splatter. Yeah. I went to see, the second time I went to see it was silver screen. In fact, it was like me and a load of old biddies with purple hair. And that bit, I just said to him, ooh. <laughs> 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 Which is brilliant. So Michael gets to the house. And then basically, yeah, so we're at, our fi- we're at the final section. 15 minutes, big showdown. Um, Laurie versus Michael. And then Karen gets involved in it. And then Alison turns up. So essentially, you get to the final three women taking on Michael, who's, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, 60 plus year old Laurie finally getting to confront the man who's destroyed her life, mm. which I think is quite a good, cathartic, powerful ending. Well, wouldn't she be film. in her 50s? Early 50s, wouldn't she be? Because if she's a. She's in school in the first one. She's supposed to be like eighteen or something. She's about eighteen, yeah. So she's supposed to be in a fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Right. Um, big showdown, big fight. Did we like it? Did we enjoy There's it? some moments that bugged me. Like, I get that she she wasn't gonna be perfect, but like she goes up to the front door and gets grabbed through the door. Yeah. What did you yeah. think was gonna fucking happen? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Although that's a promo shot for the for the film, so I know, I that was that. that was spoiled like, straight away. Yeah. I'm glad that she wasn't just like this killing machine 
like she had to have some flaws but I just yeah. felt like oh come on girl yeah. you've waited this long and then you make an amateur yeah. mistake like that yeah I've waited um, 40 years oh we've done it the door <laughs> <laughs> but then if she did do everything right then she would be like a Sarah Connor type person yeah. Actually, so yeah she had to have mistakes it. but that one just kind of annoyed me I like the fact that that dies by the way but that raise eyes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think um, I think all all that stuff in the house is really good. I think I think, but I could have watched that for half an hour instead of fifteen minutes, mm. mm-hmm. and yeah. I could have watched watched much less of some of the stuff before. Yeah, I think th- th- there's loads of great little references to do the Halloween films, and like when um, when she goes out the window and rolls off the that's the best. Yeah, she rolls off the roof and then she's gone. She's gone. You look yeah. down and it's like oh. That yeah. was a. If you're gonna do it. That was the right kind of reference yeah. to the original film. That's what I like enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and then when Alison turns up, I think that's really good. And, and um, See, that's the difference with what I was saying before about the curtains and you know, with the curtains on the watch line. It's like, if you're going to do something with the reference and you know, invert it or give us something yeah, new with it, then that's fair enough. But you can't just put a on washing line there yeah. and expect people to go, oh, shit, this yeah. is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love the whole last section. So the end basically is really victorious for the women, isn't it? It turns out, uh, but it, it was a tra- this this isn't a cage, this is a trap. Yeah, that's what Karen says. And Michael is trapped, and the gas comes on, and flames come on, and although he, although he does disappear. Well, yeah. So he's 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 back for the sequel. I didn't get why she had to like burn down the entire house when she trapped him in the thing. I, I quite like that because I feel like it, it kept showing the, it kept showing the doll's house as well, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the original house. I kept thinking, I kept thinking to myself that that's her sort of burning, burning away in past, and past, she doesn't yeah. need that house anymore. She's letting it all go, yeah, which is which, quite good. Yeah, yeah, okay, but also impractical because they stand around for a good like ten minutes watching him burn yeah. while the entire house is burning and around them, and I'm thinking. Yeah. Just want to leave, but what a powerful image! Away. Don't you think that was an b- amazing image? His face with yeah. the flames around. Yeah, it. that was that and was scary. great. He's, yeah. That yeah, mask is so scary because he still just stood there, isn't he? He's not even yeah. acknowledge- almost not even acknowledging that he's yeah. on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like the stuff that we're saying, the way we're describing it, for me, is a bit more powerful than how it is on the screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how it can be on the screen, and maybe it's one of them as we yeah. view and it'll get better. But, I mean, just whoever the director is. He, He's no, he's no John Carpenter. I don't like, think, uh, yeah. He's people no, have been saying how great he is, and Jamie no. Lee has actually said she'll do the sequel if he's directed. It's, it, it's competent. It's, it's competent. That, yeah, that's the best. I, think I it's great. That's the best I could say. I wouldn't say no. The way he's done it. There's some bits that are really good. Yeah, definitely. There's 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 great moments like that tracking shot moment, like I said mm. before, is is yeah. absolutely brilliant. I've just remembered to actually show the original at one point, did not they? They do a flashback to Judith Yeah. So at the end of this victorious, all three strode survive. Did you think one of them was going to die? Yeah. I thought the mum. Mum. I thought the mum was well going to go. I did. I, I do like a trick when she tricks him into thinking that she's helpless. Gotcha. Yeah. I think if um, if if it was the case that Michael was going to be officially dead, then I think um, Laurie would have died as well. I yeah. think I think when one of them dies, the other has to die. Really. We I were think, misled. I think that's going to be. Yeah. We were misled though, weren't we? Because it says it says. Um, Laurie is back to, for one last battle. Yeah. To take on Michael one final Depending time. Depending on how much money we make off this. So they, they made <laughs> out like they were both going to die at the end of the film. Yeah. 
but it's made like it's over like it's getting up to the 200 million mark yeah. I think I'd say um, on that budget yeah, yeah. you're getting the sequel the sequel's green list I think yeah. already so um, I, I can't tell you how happy I am for the film that it's so successful I'm really happy about that mm. Um, I love Halloween it's probably my, my favourite of the franchises despite yeah. it being the most flawed mm. Um agreed but I love it I love Michael I love Laurie um, so I'm delighted that it's happened and I'm, I'm delighted that it's been so successful I would love to have had a crack at that script yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even a writer it. and I would have liked yeah. to have a go at that script yeah there was a lot of wasted opportunities to get the script and a pair of scissors and just go chip 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 yeah but you know we got we got a good film not a bad film yeah no I wouldn't say it was a bad film it's just I wouldn't call it a good film. Yeah. It's average. It's, it's an average film. I think it's. I thought it was good. The thing was good. I think when we've actually discussed about it, there's a lot of flaws in it and lots of bits that I don't like. Yeah. But then I just can't help that both times I seen it, I walked away with a big smile on my I face, just, and that's that's what I want from a film at the end of the day. Whether there's you know things that I think are wrong or I would do differently, yeah, I still bloody enjoyed it. Um, um, I think I think about the box set that I've got in the room, and I think I always want to watch Halloween. Halloween 2 so Michael Myers here I love Halloween 3 Halloween Halloween 2 Halloween 4 sometimes out of curiosity I'll watch Curse of Michael Myers Halloween mm. 6 and I'll always watch H2O mm. I won't watch any of the others like 5 or mm. Buster Rhymes or <laughs> Buster Rhymes but this one I'll, will be one of the ones I will watch again and again yeah. Yeah. it's as good as any of the sequels yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's on a par I th- do you know what I, I never knew the hate for H2O completely went over my head. Mm. I, I never knew that there was quite a backlash to is it. There? Loads of Halloween fans oh, I think hate it. It's my favourite sequel. Most of, a lot of the fans hate it. And I never knew, I never knew that. But anyway, I put it either on a par or say it's slightly better than H2O. Mm. Just because H2O sometimes often leaves me wanting more. Mm. In terms of, I think it's gone, it's finished before it started. You're like, mm. oh, Laurie picks that axe up and screams Michael, and you get the chills, and and you know, yeah. oh my god, yes, Queen gay vibes. <laughs> and then it's finished 10 minutes later. Yeah. Whereas this one, at least you do get a bit more Laurie being a, being a badass. So I think for that, it pips it a little bit for me. And it hasn't got a rent to rapper. It does have some awkward um, school scenes, though. Oh, awful, yeah. We like it, we think it's good. It's a, Jonathan thinks it's average, I think it's good, Stephen thinks it's good. Um, but what do you think of it? We did. I did ask on Twitter before, but nobody replied. Um, any, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's not a film I'd buy or go out and see again. Yeah. Oh, Emmy Emmy Costa. Emmy Costa replied and said, "I really enjoyed the movie. Jamie Lee Curtis was absolutely fantastic. I loved the little touches, like the masks from Season of the Witch. Some nice. I thought that's not some nice cocks, then, Emmy. <laughs> some nice shocks. I didn't expect. I would recommend it. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on it." Well, now you got them. So, yeah, do let us know. Give me a tweet. I, I'm at Johnny Larkin. You can get Stephen Moore. At HD99. Jonathan Butler. Uh, Kazulu502. You can get Martin at the Glass Hill Penitentiary, mm-hmm. where he's under he's under lock and key, um, and um, biting anyone until he comes near him. Um, and uh, we hope you enjoyed this. Happy Halloween, everyone. Hope you don't get any eggs at your windows. Or stab through the neck. <laughs> <laughs>